Welcome to another Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette podcast. I am the What's Up Associate Editor Jocelyn Murphy and I have to say I'm very excited today to be speaking with our two guests. We are all preparing for the return of the Bentonville Film Festival coming back to Bentonville and I am speaking today with the Bentonville Film Fest chair and Academy Award winning actor Gina Davis and the president of the Bentonville Film Festival and Bentonville Film Foundation, Wendy Guerrero. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yes. We're all so excited that festival is able to come back in per I say in coming back. It's in person because most everything that everyone did last year was virtual and we were still able to have that virtual component of the festival. So that was exciting that that piece still got to exist, but now it's doubly exciting that we're coming back to a hybrid this year of in-person and virtual festival. And uh, we're getting ready for that coming up August 2nd. And so can't wait to have you guys back in Bentonville. Yes, we are looking forward to it. It's happening soon. I know very it's coming soon. up so fast. I'm like, wow, it's like two and a half weeks away. Very excited oh to, to be back <laughs> on the ground and in a limited way, but we are excited. Yes, yes. So let's just take a look back at some of the first or some, some of the things over the first six years, because we couldn't possibly get into everything that's happened, all of the feelings that you have about it. But, you know, take me back to right after that first year, the festival's wrapped up and you kind of, you know, taking a second to sit down from all the chaos and constant activity and you're sitting there thinking back on it. What were your thoughts about how that first year went, seeing the community's response and as you turn to looking towards, we're gonna continue doing this in the future. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really <laughs> so much, uh, uh, relief and uh, and we were thrilled because what happened was um, we had a very short window in which to uh, put the festival together that that first time uh, we only started in January and the festival was in May to to try to launch a festival festival so and that's it, in 2015 I should have mentioned that's in 2015 was the first year 2015 that's right and uh, and there were a lot of you know challenges to to overcome like uh, uh, having a film festival in a town with no movie theaters uh was one <laughs> but but uh uh but we we were just thrilled and Wendy could chime in too but we were thrilled with how it came out and the uh the participation of the community and uh it was, it was beyond exciting. It was. It, yeah, just, I agree. It was just kind of like, wow, this is really happening. And as Gina said, it was in such a short amount of time that we were able to put it all together. And the fact that we pulled it off and the response was as incredible as it was, um, it was just a thrill to see our dreams kind of come to life and and the audiences in Bentonville and beyond like really respond to what we were doing so that was encouraging absolutely and so we're coming into the festival seventh year what as you're thinking back on the festival's first six years and thinking back on the uh, 
anomaly that was 2020 and getting back to some in-person programming this year, uh, what are some of those successes that stand out for you when you're, when you're thinking, oh, that, that was a, a moment that I really cherish or really stands out to me over the time that we've been doing this? Well, I have one that I can share uh, really quickly. I mean, over the years, there's so many, like, honestly, there's just so many rewarding, you know, uh, moments, especially with the filmmakers and just seeing how appreciative they are to have the festival that represents inclusion and that they're, that they are seen and their voice is heard and their story, you know, is told and, and celebrated and championed we do at this festival. It's so, so unique. Um, and it, it's, it's a thrill for me to be able to give that, you know, to offer that to filmmakers. But one of the most incredible moments was a couple of years ago, we had Jamie Brewer in the Gina and Friends, um, which is a, a celebration of, of, you know, films over the years with male dominated characters that Gina and her friends come together and they do a table read to recreate sort of and also just share with people that it, it doesn't have to be, interesting characters don't have to be all male. Like you can just change, you know, the character names and change them to female and you'll just have just as like three dimensional and really interesting characters. So this is a really fun thing that we do every year. And Jamie Brewer was a part of that. Um, and one of our filmmakers just had a daughter who was months old and she brought her daughter to the festival and her daughter happened to have down syndrome as well and she had no idea that Jamie Brewer was going to be on stage with Gina and that all of these other amazing actors recreating these scenes and when she saw that she just started sobbing and she was just so moved that it was actually coming to life to see it be it um, you know vision of what Gina stands for and all the work that she's been doing actually literally came to life at the festival in Bentonville and and Amber McGinnis is the filmmaker she has a film called International Falls and she'll she would be good to talk to because she could probably tell you a lot better than I her feelings and her reactions but I just remember her seeing that and feeling incredibly proud to have her work in the festival and just incredibly moved to have to be there with her daughter and see see what we were doing. That was an amazing moment wow. for me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is, that it was very special. Um, I also, one of my favorite moments uh, was we were showing, um, it was a few years ago, we were showing a film called Les Bomb and uh, uh, by filmmaker Jenna Lorenzo and, uh, and, and some of the people that came to see it, they didn't realize that this was a, 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 a sort of family comedy, but with a with a uh, LGBTQ uh, twist, a lesbian twist, and uh, for uh, and and I saw some uh, some older women that had been watching the movie, and they they uh, cornered Jenna and said. We didn't know what this movie was going to be about, but we loved it. We loved it. It was so wonderful. You're so wonderful. And so it was, uh, it was just a very charming small moment that happened. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And so the Bentonville Film Festival uh, has really become a platform known internationally for 
lifting up these voices from underrepresented uh, perspectives in film industry in front of and behind the camera, but not just lifting them up, like really driving home uh, the importance of, as Wendy, you kind of mentioned, creating and having three-dimensional representations of anyone who's not just heteronormative male white perspective, you know? And so that has uh, really, and that, that's something, Gina, uh, obviously you've been working towards in your career for much longer than just the festivals been around. And so just kind of in that, thinking about that, I'm not gonna say, where are we now versus, you know, where did we start? But what are some of the things that we still need to work on? What are some of the things that Hollywood and the industry need to still work on to further welcome in people of color, the LGBTQ community, women in film, you know, what are some of the things we still have to work on? Well, the research <clears throat> shows that uh, while we've made uh, some significant progress, especially in family films uh, for women uh, uh, and people of color, uh, they're 40% uh, of the population. So, and we haven't quite reached that. We're in the 30%-ish range right now, but we're, we're definitely moving up on that. But uh, as you said, there are um, other categories of underrepresentation, which are profoundly unchanged and, uh, and incredibly small. The percentage of um, uh, LGBTQ, IA plus characters in uh, in family films, for example, is around one percent, and that's the same for people with uh, with disabilities or body differences. And um, there's also age to consider. You know, uh, there's a lot of age bias in Hollywood, and so uh, so these are these are areas we really really need to see the change. And and we're trying our best to really embodied that change uh, in the festival. Um, we have um, numbers that, that no one else has and, and, and we have the best quality films. You know, we, we're, it's no problem whatsoever for Wendy to find amazing, amazing films that are incredibly inclusive. And uh, so that's, um, you know, that's been our goal. And, uh, and I, I feel like we're really showing the way uh, for Hollywood to um, to be much much more inclusive and think about it absolutely you know? yeah. absolutely and as Gina always says and and she said to me many times and we're compromising nothing like it's all of the films that we showcase in the festival are excellent behind the camera and in front of the camera great stories you know, great um, cinematography and, and production. So it's really just that a lot of these films don't get as wide distribution as say a studio blockbuster or something like that. So if we can help provide, you know, and amplify these stories and get Hollywood connected to them through the distributors or through the acquisitions of studios and things like that, then we're really, using the platform as a bridge to help these filmmakers get their stories out there in a, in a larger way. Mm -hmm. 
And that's a unique piece of the festival is that distribution piece for the winners. Can you talk a little bit about that? And, you know, how, how as a festival, um, was that something you had to like put a little more work into to be able to help with that piece for the winners of the film competition side? Or was that you knew from the beginning, we want to be able to guarantee certain things to the people who participate in our festival? I think in the beginning, we definitely knew that that was a challenge for filmmakers to find distribution. So it was kind of a pointed, um, you know, thing that we really wanted to, to help filmmakers accomplish. And we did have uh, guaranteed distribution for, I think, three years through the festival. Now it's not, there is a distribution offer, but it's not, um, you know, they don't have to take the offer. So there are other, other elements in place that they can take advantage of besides just the, the guaranteed distribution. Um, so things are changing too in the industry. Um, distribution is changing and the way that these films find homes aren't necessarily the traditional way anymore, like in theatrical um, releases and things like that. So a lot of the films do you know, go onto streamers and have really uh, robust lives at a Netflix or something like that. So with all the relationships that we have, we definitely connect filmmakers to the distributors that make the most sense for that film and, you know, and then help them provide resources to get their next film made and to be a support system to, to have that ecosystem, you know, there for them so they can go on and make their next film, which is usually typically the challenge. Yes. Uh, Gina, was it was there anything you wanted to add just on that point? Uh, no, you know Wendy's the, Wendy's the expert on, Perfect. Uh, on that. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, and talking about the films, so the day we are recording this, the list of the competition films uh, just was announced yesterday, and so that's always a really exciting piece is to see all of the names of like of the films and their descriptions all together in one place and then all of the names of the people uh, that are part of that project and so that's always fun looking at those I, I'm gonna be digging into that a little more next week but I was talking to um, the actually the person who sent me the list and he and I were discussing something interesting that seems to be one of the themes in a lot of the films this year not all of them, of course, but it just seems to be more this year than maybe in years past that this theme exists within some of the competition films, that there is um, that important piece, Gina, that you mentioned, those LGBTQIA plus stories, and that this year they seem to be leaning more towards the side of not, you know, I'm fighting with everything I've got to defend my existence but it's more leaning into it's taking the taking the viewer into the living rooms of these people or these characters and really kind of driving home that point of this is just a normal person and they're just living their normal life uh versus like i said that kind of um social awareness piece the uh 
to some of the challenges that they face. Um, so I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about if you guys are seeing that kind of industry-wide, if that was something specific to, you know, we were looking for that in the films that we wanted to showcase yeah. this year. Yeah, I think you said it right in the sense of normalizing you know, we, we want to represent the world around us in terms of our program. And so we want to normalize, you know, care, uh, without it, without it being the intention of the film to discuss someone's, you know, transition, which we've had in the past. Um, these are films that you'll see in this program that are about people. And so whether they happen to be part of a certain community um, you know, that, that, that's not the main focus of the plot of, of a lot of these films. And so that, that was what I really responded to when you said normalizing these stories, you know, and I think that that's really what it, what it, uh, what the intention of this program is about this year. We also have a lot of female lead stories, uh, directed by men. So that was another large theme that we saw coming through this year that a lot of male directors decided to, to, you know, to tell these stories about women and have the, the female protagonist be the centerpiece of the story. Um, you know, but we, are, we also do partner with the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge and we have a lot of films represented in the disability category. So, it's usually a balanced um, program where all of our, um, you know, inclusion is just part of built into the festival. And then it's, it's also a, definitely a sign of the times and what the filmmakers are making and the stories that they're telling. So the themes kind of crop up out of the submissions, you know, and we just take the best, the best stories and the best uh, films that fit our program and, and that have been submitted and then we we released that program but that was really um it was really nice that you noticed that <laughs> yeah uh again gina anything to add there well yeah i mean i i think it's really exciting and and uh our um the the percentages of of people from different underrepresented communities that are directing and starring and uh and all that is uh it's just amazing and and so um inspiring like uh you were talking about lgbtqia plus community and uh our, our films were over 30 percent directed by people from that community and also had lead characters uh 30 percent of the time uh from that community so um so i as you were talking about um uh this becoming you know sort of normalized and and that we're movies don't have to be about the topic of how hard it is or, or you know, like that. It's just, it's just a part of normal life. And uh, I think these films really reflect that. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that too with uh, a lot of the media that I have come across myself, not just festival related, as far as telling women's stories, people of color. So I don't uh, in any means, uh, I mean, this is only something happening, you know, with stories from the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, right. It seems to be, but although I, I would like to say it seems to be an industry shift, uh, maybe I just seek out media that does that. Hopefully it's an industry shift. I think that's, that's the point we're all, we're all working towards here. 
Exactly. Yeah, we'll have to see how the numbers go. You know, I always say, uh, if if uh, if you can't measure it, it hasn't happened yet. So uh, so we'll we'll see how the numbers go. But I'm very um, optimistic. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so, talking. I want to come back to the community aspect of the festival. You know, you guys dealt a lot with when you first started. Buttonville where? Who is that? What? Where are we going? And um, in the time that I've lived in Arkansas, in the time that I've worked at the Democrat Gazette, uh, you know, I can break my my time here up into chunks and see how much has changed in Northwest Arkansas in, you know, this period of time or this period of time. And it's a lot. There's been, uh, I mean, I moved here before Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art opened and you know that led to a lot of other things happening in Bentonville and now we've got the mountain biking community really coming here and building that up so it's just I've seen so much change in specifically Bentonville but all of northwest Arkansas so when you guys come back when you were here the last time in person in 2019 what were some of the things uh, that you noticed being back in the community from that first year and maybe even prior to the festival starting when you decided to choose Bentonville, you showed up and, you know, yep, this, we're going to do it. So the last time you're here in person, what are some of those changes you noticed and that made you go, oh, this is going to be great for the film industry. This is going to be great for these people whose voices we are trying to share you know, this is going to be great for furthering our mission as well. Well, I haven't been on the ground in, uh, in Bentonville since uh, the festival before, before last year. Uh, so right. I, I will be soon. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be very exciting to be back. Uh, I, I feel like the honorary mayor sometimes when I'm there because people are very happy about the <laughs> festival and they love, they love having the festival there. So it's, it's really fun. Um, but uh, but the the area, as you said, uh, in Northwest Arkansas is uh, is really rather extraordinary. It's a it's this rich pocket of culture and art and uh, you know fabulous hotels and restaurants and um, it's a it's a really magical place. Besides looking like it's a movie set from a, you know, a movie made decades ago or something. The, the, the actual town center is, uh, is so quintessentially all American, you know, and, uh, and we love that about it. Yeah, I, I've been back probably a bit more times than Gina, because we have to go back and forth for planning and all of that. So every time I go back, I'm astounded and impressed and inspired. And I meet the most amazing people. Our audiences are, are incredible audiences, you know, and the people that live in Northwest Arkansas are so warm and um, accepting of all of our filmmakers and everything that we're doing in the, in the state. Um, and it's just really rewarding to kind of dispel some of those myths as well around Arkansas, because a lot of the filmmakers that come are like, oh, this is Bentonville? Wow. They're like, oh my goodness, I never would have imagined there was a world-class museums. And, and as you said, the, the biking trails and just the food, there's so many things that continue to impress me with the community. 
not just you know the the beauty of where it's at but also just the people so filmmakers are are always like wow where are we on a movie set you know or are we where did we land because there is a surprise there and i think dispelling that that myth too is is really rewarding that um in media yeah. arkansas is kind of presented as not you know the best of the best so that's also another like you know thing we are debunking arkansas is actually the northwest region is is very warm and welcoming and 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 we like we like sharing that with our filmmakers. Well, I love it too. And so I've been, you know, in preparing for this conversation, preparing to cover the festival again, uh, me and some of my uh, colleagues on staff have been talking about um, festivals in the area, film, film festivals in the region and, and how uh, Bentonville Film Festival may have influenced or, you know, kind of created this ripple effect for the area as far as, uh, again, the Arkansas film industry, all of, again, all of these film festivals that some of them existed before, some have popped up more recently. And I'm just wondering if you can share a little about if any of the changes that we're seeing, I mean, for example, just one, the Arkansas Cinema Society has been working with the state as far as uh, monetary, it, not issues, but um, that monetary piece of when uh, people come into the state to film a movie. And so like all of these moving pieces is, is the point that I'm getting at though. Um, do you feel like some of this ripple effect maybe from BFF was intentional when you chose this community to come into or was it a happy accident? Oh, that we that we held the held hold the festival in Northwest Arkansas was that an accident or deliberate? Is that what? Some of these ripple effects, some of the the increasing of the Arkansas film industry, um, you know, furthering the film festival circuit in the area, things like that that could maybe be tied in some ways to well, we saw the success of BFF and it led us to do this or do this. You know, was that intentional in bringing that to the community or was that just a happy accident in that way? Like the community ripple effect. Ah, well, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really aware of that ripple effect. Uh, are there other film festivals in Arkansas? There There's are the Hot Springs documentary film festival. And we're really familiar with all of them. Um, Arkansas Cinema Society is the Jeff Nichols um, organization that started a couple of years ago. So I just think it's timing, you know, I think it's all in the right, the right timing. I think there's a lot of professionals working in Hollywood from, uh, from Arkansas. And so a lot of those professionals are kind of like Mary Steenburgen is on the board, you know, Jeff Nichols is from Arkansas on the board of the Arkansas Cinema Society. So I just think it's like a, a ripple effect in the sense that I think a lot of people are looking around and seeing how can we give back? And what that wasn't necessarily intentional on our part when we, when we started the film festival, but we do see now that there is a lot of opportunity to create this ecosystem where there is uh, tax credits and tax incentives that filmmakers can use if they wanna film in the state, and so I think a lot of that, um, 
a lot of the tourism that we bring from the festival kind of does you know spark off of that uh, and and provide the economic the region economic impact and then and then it just ripples out as you said I feel like it's a combination of those of those things but from my from the beginning when we went to Bentonville and started the film festival it was really more about making sure these filmmakers had a home you know and that they knew that we would love to champion their film and showcase their film and be connected with them. Um, and so I think that was the original intention. Um, and then all of these wonderful other organizations are, are happening in, in Arkansas and it's, it's great, great to see. And, and we work with them. They've, they've hosted a happy hour or they've come and been a juror on our uh, program. So there's a lot of reciprocity there and we'll, we'll just continue it. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, as I said, some of them existed before, some of them I feel like may have popped up uh, as you know the kind of uh, industry and uh, ecosystem, as you said, continues to uh, grow. The, uh, I thought it was interesting this year, the Fort Smith Film Festival is happening right after the Bentonville Film Festival. And I know certain people who are interested in traveling to both have, have made a trip of it. They're gonna start at the Bentonville Film Festival and the next week they're gonna go down to Fort Smith. So I love that. I love that that's starting to happen in the region. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we worked with Fort Smith last year, I think, and we did a little, we brought a film into their program. Um, so yeah, we love them. Wonderful. <laughs> so thinking about how the festival has grown. I know there was maybe a little bit of a silver lining that came out of uh, the pandemic, which was you were able to kind of increase your reach uh, when everything was virtual. So tell me a little about as you're starting back up some in-person programming, as we said at the beginning, this will be a hybrid, some virtual events, some in-person events so people who are thinking oh I love that thing last year and now they're going back to in-person I won't get to see it no you, you might still get to see it there's still that virtual piece what are some of the things that you learned last year that ended up being a big uh, positive a big oh we should probably continue this in the future that has affected how you're organizing the festival this year I have to say right off the top that Wendy did an extraordinary job of uh, of pulling together a, an entirely new kind of festival <laughs> last year. Well, she, thank you. She had a, just invented and uh, and did an extraordinary job, and uh, I I it was so um, rewarding to have such uh, you know global reach suddenly uh, that I think that will always be a part of it. And maybe other festivals will decide the same thing, but um, but it's uh, it's really enhanced everything um, to be able to have that element. Yeah, I agree, and thank you so much. It it's a really new frontier, you know. I, I think maybe we would have thought about doing that at some point, so we just had to to implement it a lot earlier than than we would have ever considered, but we did, as Gina said, end up having a lot of global viewership from, from Iceland to Mexico to German, Germany to, you know, Australia and New Zealand. 
and then just nationally, we had a lot of people viewing in Seattle and New York and obviously Los Angeles and other other places, but but other places in the middle of the country too. So I think that is really exciting that we are offering inclusion in that way as well. You might not be able to afford to travel to Northwest Arkansas or to a film festival in general. So to be able to experience a film festival online and, and get those filmmaker Q and A's and all of the panel discussions that we offered online and will again this year um, is so is so unique, but and, and just exciting that people can have that right in their laptop in their living room. Yes, absolutely. But also thinking about some of the things that came out of last year, um, you know, the, the pandemic and, and COVID-19 uniquely impacted everybody and, and, you know, everyone was dealing with their own struggles through a lot of that. But, you know, some of the people that I talked to in my job and, you know, the ones that I was interacting with, that was, you know, kind of at the forefront of my brain. So I'm thinking of, you know, some of the issues that we saw artists and, you know, the gig workers, creators faced with, the LGBTQIA plus community had, you know, some unique challenges brought of COVID just affecting their community. Then we've got the social justice movements that were happening last year and you know how that has changed people's outlooks from, well, I'm not a racist to understanding what it means to be and actively pursue being anti-racist. So all of these social things that were happening this year within these communities and then you know impacting the larger state of things, I guess. How, how did all of these pieces impact the Bentonville Film Festival and the foundation and you know how you are interacting with those communities now, the, the artists, the LGBTQIA plus community and people of color post 2020, really? I think in much the same way, I think we are just here as a support to our community. You know, we're very active with our alumni. So we're always reaching out asking, what are the challenges? What support do you need? What is your next project? How can we help you? So I feel like, you know, people use us as a resource year round. And this year we were able to move to a nonprofit. So we are now based in the community as a 501c3. So we're doing year round programming. Uh, to further our mission, which is to champion women and, and diverse voices. And so we'll be doing films in the area with the filmmaker Q and A's. I think those are, are always informative and educational on both sides. You know, the filmmakers really wanna discuss their films with audiences. And I think that's a really great way for people to share their opinions and have a conversation about some of the films that are making strong statements, um, you know, and whether you agree or don't agree, I think it's just powerful, this medium that we're bringing to the community um, and that the filmmakers are excited and willing, you know, to have these types of conversations with the, with the community. So we'll continue to just host our screenings every month in our Movie Monday programs and then um, stay connected with our alumni to, to make sure that we are, you know, 
understanding what their next steps are in terms of the, the projects that they want to get made and, you know, supporting that however we can. Um, and I think that's the best thing that we can do is to be a resource for the community and to share stories that are inclusive. And, and that way, you know, does potentially have the chance to change hearts and minds. I think the power of, of the storytelling is hugely impactful. So that, that's, that's my, my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Anything you'd like to add, Gina? <laughs> Uh, well, no, I agree with everything Wendy said. Um, uh, you know, uh, I really believe in it. I mean, it's true that what we see greatly impacts what we think is normal, what we uh, uh, appreciate and what we accept. And so it really makes a huge difference um, what stories are being told and whose voice is being heard. And uh, the more we can uh, do that and spread that out into the wider community, um, the better off that we all will be. Absolutely. And in talking about, you know, the power of storytelling, Gina, you've been really open about where some of your um, passion and, and some of the ideas even started for you in the, uh, you know, founding the Institute where you said, you know, uh, you said something at the beginning about if, uh, if it can't be measured, it hasn't happened yet. Or yeah. I think something like that, you know, where, where you guys are, you're getting these hard numbers that hopefully will create that kind of change. And then, you know, the film festival where, uh, where that came from for you. So, so I won't get into all of that. You guys have shared that in the past, but I'm wondering if you can share a little with me about your personal journey for both of you, some of the challenges that you have seen or come across in the industry from earlier in your career and where you feel like those are at now, you know, may maybe hopefully they've gotten better, but uh, you know, some, of, some of the issues that you face as women in the industry and where those issues are now. Right, well, uh, yeah, I mean, th things have, have changed, certainly not as much as we'd like. And by the way, I don't think I coined that term. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, if you can't remember. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I, uh, I just was pointing to you saying it. <laughs> I subscribe to it. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, this, this, is, this experience has really revolutionized the way I think about things because I hadn't really had much experience at all with uh, with collecting data and, and using that. You know, our our industry seems to be uh, like it would be so uh, subjective. You know that that um, you decide uh, uh, the value of something by oh, it seems like people like it or you know whatever. And instead of really uh, figuring out what we're making. And uh, when I first started out with my institute, I discovered that. That was a that was a huge uh, part of it was that uh, people people were assuming that change had already happened, and uh, it wasn't until we had the numbers that people could see that things really hadn't changed as much as they thought. So um, so it's it's been incredibly valuable, obviously, to my institute and also to the film festival to have that component where we really know what we're talking about. We know what we're 
showing and uh, uh, we know where we can see where we want the change to happen. And I think for me, I mean, I, I am a mixed race woman, you know, my father's from Mexico, my mother's from England. So I was constantly uh, looking, searching for where I fit in, in media, in magazines, in stories and television, you know, for me, it's been a really organic process, um, just being drawn to the entertainment industry because I've experienced not seeing myself, not seeing my family, not seeing um, someone with a mixed background that looked like me. And, and it is so powerful, as Gina said. So, um, so that has been a constant journey for me. And, and it's, it's a passion of mine to, as I work on the festival, you know, to, to make sure that, that others don't necessarily have to go through that, that we're showing stories that reflect the world around us, as we've been saying. And, and that's, that is really, um, I think if I had that, I wouldn't have had such an identity search of like, where do I fit in or who am I and how, what side of, of this culture am I on? And, you know, I just would have, uh, would have felt my place. I, I feel it now, but it took me in my 20s and my 30s and my 40s. <laughs> no, I mean, it took a long time to kind of like really say, okay, yes, wow, this is, this is, um, this is the story I, I, I identify with. And I, I see how I can uh, put myself in this character's shoes, which is so important for me and I think for other young people out there searching for for their story to be represented. Yes, it's so powerful. Um, kind of a little bit in that vein, uh, you know, this year will be the 30th anniversary or is of Thelma and Louise. And so <laughs> congratulations, I guess. I guess that's the thing yeah. you say. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I, that's just on my mind anyway, because I was listening to um, Jeannie, you've spoken uh, on that film in the past at the festival. Right. Um, I was listening to one of the interviews you did on that film. And that was something that uh, for a lot of people really changed, I don't know, their, their relationship with themselves. I feel like uh, women, um, how they saw themselves, but then a lot of people thought that was going to be one thing that this is going to change everything. This is going to make everything different. And just when you said, you know, we, we look back and some things have changed, but not as much as we would have liked. Um, I just kind of had that on my mind in thinking about the festival will be celebrating the 30th anniversary with a screening and then a conversation with you and the screenwriter. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that. So, yeah. Um, yes. That's so fun. Yeah. We, uh, Susan and I attended a, a drive-in uh, screening of the movie maybe about a month ago uh, that MGM put on. And, uh, and it was so fun to watch the movie at a drive-in because I didn't realize that w maybe people knew to do this, but when something happened in the movie that they liked or approved of or whatever, they'd start honking. And so <laughs> it was so much fun. She shoots the guy. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. But uh, but yeah, you know, I, I actually produced a movie a, a few years ago called This Changes Everything. Um, 
based on the idea that uh, as, as things progress, people think uh, a certain movie or a certain, uh, you know, uh, uh, is is going to change what happens in the future, and and that was and with that film, there was definitely um, tremendous uh, buzz about the idea that uh, that now we'll see so many more movies starring women, and this is this is you know just the beginning now, and and uh, we were Susan and I were thrilled by that and just waiting for this change to happen, and let's just sit back and watch and. Uh, um, and you know, thirty years later, really, how much has uh, how much has changed? Not not that much. There are definitely more female lead characters, and uh, I think from the anecdotal evidence, it seems like that. But people can be uh, assured that it, that it is definitely getting better. Um, and in family films, we've now um, about. A year ago, we found that uh, in family films, we've reached parity in the lead characters, not the, not the world of the movie, but, um, but for the lead characters, which is, um, you know, one of our goals and really amazing. But, uh, but we have tremendous ground to cover still. Um, and uh, we just have to keep that in mind. It, it, I think it's sort of maybe some natural human instinct where you want to think, well, now we're done. Well, now we're done. <laughs> that's that's been hell. <laughs> and uh, unless you really drive it, um, uh, the change is maybe not going to stick, and it's not going to, you know, get get even more significant. And that's, uh, you know, obviously part of our goal with the film festival is keep it keep it front of mind, keep it keep moving, and keep pressing forward. Absolutely. And looking back, looking forward, uh, I know we're, we're getting close to time here. So I'd like to wrap up with maybe just like a couple of little fun questions. Uh, as, as you said, uh, keep moving forward. I, um, I'm wondering if both of you remember your favorite movie as a kid and how gracefully it's aged in your eyes, you know, now, now that you're you know what you know, and you're doing the work that you're doing. Uh, when you think back on that, you know, how, how do you feel about your favorite movie as a kid? Oh, gosh. Uh, my, the movie I've seen the most times in a theater, which was probably 20 times, was Grease. And uh, uh, <laughs> I love that movie. I knew every word, not just of the songs, but of the dialogue. It was like, I was obsessed with it. And uh and I realize now, because I watched it again recently, and uh, some of the messages about women and oh my God, and like she she changes to win the guy and she has to be what you wanted her to be. And oh my God, it's just, <laughs> it's really, and, and none of the, it went completely over my head at the time, you know, I had no idea that that was the message, but oy, oy, oy. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I mean, I definitely remember that, Gina. And then like going to films that starred, like I, I don't remember the name of the film, but it starred Sean Cassidy and Christy McNichol. Oh. And it was like a comedy, like a love, a love, love story. And it was like, I just remember kind of wishing that I was Christy McNichol <laughs> or like being like, oh, I would love to have her life. And, uh, you know, Sean Cassidy seemed so cute and all the things that were going on in the movie. I wish I remembered the name of the movie, but I remember that made like a 
huge impression. I'm, I'm totally dating myself, but I had the Sean Cassidy poster on my door and the silk jacket. So it was very, the messages we were getting as young women and girls were, were that we, we needed to catch the eye of these, these boys, you know, and do whatever we could. So I think it's, it, and then I, and then on the opposite side, I watched a lot of black and white films with my grandma who introduced me to like the Fred Astaire's mm. and Ginger Rogers and things like that. And that was always a world that I thought was, was really fun. Mm. And what are both of your favorite movies now? If you, if you can narrow it down to a choice, I never can. Oh gosh. Uh, I don't know. That's always one, a hard one of question. Them, one of your favorites. Well, I'll tell you one of my favorite um, uh, sets of, uh, of movies. Um, I, I'm just really thrilled by what um, Marvel is doing um, and uh, how incredibly inclusive they're, they are, are and are evolving further and further in that direction, but, but also in their portrayal of uh, women. You know, um, they're really, putting their heart into it. And uh, I, I just think it's very, very exciting, you know, from Captain Marvel and now um, uh, Black Widow. And um, it's, uh, I mean, to make giant blockbuster movies starring women and with women in such vital roles, it is, uh, will change things. It will, it will change things. Star Wars having Ray uh, as the lead character. I mean, these things are incredibly significant. So little girls, perhaps instead of wearing a princess costume, might wear uh, a Star Wars costume, you know, and uh, I, I, I think it's all just wonderful that we're finally embracing women in the uh, giant mainstream blockbuster movies. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. I think my, mine are just too many to list, but generally it's, you know, I, I, I seek out the female writers and, and directors. Sofia Coppola's film, um, Lost in Translation, I can watch over and over and over and over. Um, I just think it's so well done and all the nuances and the comedy and the physical comedy and, and the characters and the world that she created in that film is just timeless. Um, you know, so, so for me, it, it's, there's a lot, but, but um, that one is definitely on my list. Hmm. And when you get back to Buttonville, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to doing or eating or seeing, you know, what, what are you looking forward to when you get back to Buttonville? Oh gosh, I love Buttonville. I can't wait to go back. Um, uh, I love to walk around the town square. That's one of my favorite things. Stop in at all, all the stores, thank them for putting our posters in the window. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and uh, gosh, it's, it's really the people that, that's, that's the most fun. It starts like on the plane. <laughs> people recognize, a lot, a lot of people are like, give me sly little looks like, I know where you're going. Um, so <laughs> it's always a lot of fun for me. And for me, I, I just love the town, the pace. I love the walk from, you know, over to Crystal Bridges on that path. That's just such a beautiful walk. I love taking walks there. 
just because of all the the birds and the just the paths and the, the pathways that they've created in that town and now the biking I can't wait to get on a bike and like just explore yes uh, well we are so looking forward to having you back and getting to go to some of these things in person again getting to go to the movies again it's so exciting and uh can't wait for the Bentonville Film Festival August 2nd through the 8th yes <laughs> I don't know yes. what dates or times are anymore uh Bentonville Film Festival returning August 2nd through the 8th and as I said so excited to have you both back and uh is there anything else about the festival or about you know coming back to Bentonville or really anything you want to make sure that our listeners know before we wrap up yeah I think they should just go to our website and our schedule is up you know and you can see what is happening on the ground uh which are films and free films in in the square as well Thursday through Sunday and then there's a lot of other films at uh NWAC and we'll be in Springdale we'll be screening at the Meteor and the Walmart World Room and Skylight and then online virtually if you can't come then you should just join virtually there's a virtual pass that you can get access to all of the panel discussions that we do with the Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media We'll be doing Gina and Friends on there. So there's a lot for everybody, no matter if you can come and be on the ground with us or if you want to do it from your living room, it's still just as fun. Yes, yes. Check out Gina and Friends. It's always really funny. I, 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 it has my name in the title, but uh, <laughs> which <laughs> I shouldn't be promoting myself. But uh, but uh, it's 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 a, it's just a lot of fun. People really love that. So thank you again both so much for your time, Gina Davis, Wendy Guerrero. We're so excited to have the Bentonville Film Festival back in Bentonville, and thank you both for chatting with me. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank yes, you. Our pleasure. Thank you so much.